Yes, it's me, Mike Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. It's the fastest, it's the friendliest, and it's for all the family. The Gas Shocks 116 Trophy and 120 Coupe Cup are the fastest growing race series in the UK, taking in six one-hour races and eight sprints at all the top circuits. Visit 116trophy.com to find out more and get yourself behind the wheel. A Backseat Driver podcast with a difference from the Ray Green Classic Car Show, a show that's actually open to any car of interest. And this year it was noticeable the increase in the number of veteran vintage and post-vintage cars that were in attendance. Absolutely great to see them out and about. It also gave me the chance to have a chat with Andrew Waring, one of the main organisers, and the man who spent... A large part of his life racing historic Grand Prix cars, some fantastic cars, and now he's moved on to racing his McLaren Can-Am car. I also had the chance to chat with Linda Lancaster, who, as along with her husband Richard, just returned from the London to Brighton veteran car run in their Humberette, and... Graham Hardy and the rest of the gang of the Barber and Green Road Repairs Potholes a Speciality Team, normally to be seen at Goodwood. So it also gave me a chance to have a chat with Graham Hardy, who, a man of many faces, uh, as you'll hear, he's Stan Laurel, he's Albert Steptoe, he's George Formby, he's Nuvolari, he's one of the... Um, crazy gang uh, one of the keystone cops and now he is a famous artist salvador dolly but today he was mending potholes along with the rest of the gang so sit back and enjoy a backseat driver podcast with a slight difference I'm here at Ray Green Charity Car Show with one of the main organisers, the one, the only Mr Andrew Waring. Andrew's claim to fame from my point of view, he was the man who first got me behind the wheel of a Formula One Ferrari, an ex-Louder car. Then later on, he and along with another burly gent were responsible for actually getting me back out of the thing, Mr Louder being a tad smaller than I was. Andrew, welcome to the Backseat Driver. Thank you very much. Yes, it's, uh, what, something 25, 30 years ago, yeah. yeah. I was a bit slimmer then, only a bit. Well, we all alter with age, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone retains the same physique for long. <laughs> I saw somebody the other day and they were talking to Rennie Arnoux at Goodwood and they said, why are you sat in Proscar and not your own? He said, because I'm too fat to get in my own now. Yeah, fair comment. <laughs> I would think he was somewhat lucky to get in any form of racing car at his age. No, yeah, it's wonderful here at Ray Green. We have our little sort of car carnival or whatever. Started in a very modest way and it keeps growing every year and everyone seems reasonably happy. Predominantly to raise money for the hospice, which has been our sort of local adopted charity for, I don't know, 10, 15 years and from a very small beginning, it's now developed into, what, probably 350 cars here today? Well, the beauty of Ray Green is it's blessed with this beautiful, large, green, proper village green in the middle of it. Yeah, that's fair comment. Yeah, and I mean, the parish councillor are actually very, very um, supportive of the event. Um, 
we do make a massive effort to clean it, you know, pick up any litter or whatever, but most people are very uh, conscious that it is a privilege to come on the green. I mean, up to sort of five, six years ago, unless you were a cricketer, you hadn't much chance. <laughs> so, I mean, it gives the opportunity to come on the green to bag, you know, more people. The one thing is, there's a very eclectic selection of cars. It's not just classics. I mean, with veteran vintage... 40s, 50s, 60s, all the way up to the latest. Yeah, exactly. Anyone can bring anything and uh, we accommodate all. And I think that's probably one of the reasons of its success is certain events become somewhat exclusive, don't they, where we don't want them if they're too old, too young, you know, they're four-seaters, whatever. Here, There's even events where if, if, if they're not expensive enough, they don't like yeah, you. Absolutely, and I mean... There's even a large agricultural combine. I don't know whether it's sort of stopped here, broken down, or just... <laughs> but it doesn't seem out of place, does it? I mean, just very quickly, I mean, you had the uh, collection of stunning historic F1 cars. Now you've, ch- now you've changed. What, what are you doing now, racing-wise? Uh, at present, I've still got a little Lotus Europa that I've had for donkey's years and uh, compete in the Darlington Motor Club events. And now I've sort of drifted away from the historic Formula One and gone into the uh, sports racing class with a Can-Am McLaren, an M1A McLaren, which Richard Taylor from Blackburn's funeral has been very supportive in helping us. But you're still enjoying yourself racing? Very much so, yeah. I mean, it's... uh, it's not the winning, it's the competing, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is nice when you're the first across the line. Um, well, that's a memory that... <laughs> ah, it hasn't happened for a while, but we all live in hope, don't we? Do you miss the single-seaters? No. No, I find the sports cars, actually, they're much longer races. And sometimes, you know, it's a two-driver event, so there's a bit of sort of gamesmanship and organisation when you stop, how quickly you can change and things like that. Yeah, it's good fun. Trouble is, when you're our age, changing over isn't as quick as it might be. Possibly, but fortunately, quite a lot of the other competitors are sort of of a similar age, so (laughs) (laughs) we can all sort of deteriorate together, yeah. Yeah. And also, they tend to be a less competitive group of people. The historic F1 is so competitive. People are putting young kids in them, aren't they, to win with, to sell them for an even greater price. Well, with this sort of sports cars, it tends to be a more stagnated group of, <laughs> uh, of old people, which I fall into without any problem. So it's one of those things you're always happy if your pit garage is near the toilets. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need go into our... <laughs> yeah. Andrew Waring, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks very much for joining me on The Backseat Driver. Thank you very much for the opportunity. and Thank you for coming to Ray Green and supporting us. It's been a pleasure, Andrew. Thanks very much. Thank you. I'm here at Ray Green with Linda Lancaster, veteran of the London to Brighton, owner of veteran and vintage cars, who, along with her husband, has one of the most impressive collections of veteran, vintage, classic motorbikes, including one of the very, very rare single-cylinder Indian motorbikes. But what I want to talk to her about today is the London to Brighton. Linda, welcome to the Backseat Driver. Thank you very much, Mark. How many old motors have you? Um, 
cars, we've got two, the Humber and the Little Austin Chummy. Uh, we've got a Morris commercial wagon and the rest are motorcycles. And as a rule, every New Year's Day you have a bit of a charity bash where everybody can go and have a look at them in action. We do, yeah. It's uh, New Year's Day, so everybody knows what day it is. And we do a uh, collection for Alzheimer's UK. Now, tell us about your London to Brighton in the Little Humber. It's basically like a military operation because you've got to get down to London. Uh, the car then goes from London to Brighton, but you need a tender vehicle uh, with you because you need to get back from Brighton, basically. So the, uh, we trailer it down to, to London, do the run, and then the tender vehicle meets us in Brighton, and then we put it back on the trailer and go home. What's it like doing it? Because, I mean, London to Brighton, how far is it? It's 60 miles, 60 miles from Hyde Park to um, Madeira Drive in Brighton. Um, it, you're regulated by the speed that you can go, basically, and they set off the very early motors uh, at the, the strike of dawn, which is about two minutes past seven. Um, and then in years you go out and there's about 365 this time entrance. Now 60 miles isn't a long way by modern day standards. It's quite a hike in one of these cars. It is. Um, you get sort of bowled on by the people waving at you and cheering and, and uh, it's quite an experience actually. Um, and of course all the car clubs come out and clog the roads as well <laughs> uh, the, the, last year the, the weather was rather inclement to say the least um, it bucketed it down from start to finish basically uh, no hood, no windscreen so you can imagine what were the Staffordos looked like when we got to Brighton but at least you actually got there because there's a lot don't make it no, they don't. Um, some veterans just come out for that event and from they, they put it away afterwards and only got out the week before and, and checked over. Um, ours, was it was the first time we'd done it um, and Richard had done, done a complete restoration of the whole thing, nut and bolt restoration. So it was, it was we'd tested it a few times um, on short runs um, but it, it did it. It actually did it. So we, we, Richard was thrilled to bits, actually, that, that we, we got there. The passion for all things vintage and veteran. Did you have it before you met Richard, or did you get indoctrinated? Oh, oh no, no, no. It's in, it's in the genes, Mark. It's in the genes. Uh, my father was always interested. Uh, as far as the veterans were concerned, early 60s, it was very, very the in thing to have a veteran. Uh, and the prices were sky high. So we'd, we never could have actually afford one. So, uh, but we had vintage cars, and then that's how I met Richard, and it's just carried on from there, really. And they are interesting, aren't they? There's something about them. You've got to drive them. You've got to look after them. Unlike the modern cars that you just press a button and off you go, these cars require your attention. Oh, all the time. Every time that you go somewhere... Um, it's it's an adventure really um, for all the things you have to do um, you, you don't know whether you're going to get there uh, it, it's just or get back or, or get back it, it's a challenge and, and everybody that has a veteran car enjoys that challenge Linda Lancaster thank you very much for joining me on the backseat drive it's been a pleasure and a pleasure for me Mark thank you very much
I'd like to introduce to the backseat driver a veteran of my radio show. Uh, now, you'll know him as Albert Steptoe. You'll know him as Tazio Nuvolari. You'll know him as George Formby. Uh, you'll know him as Stan Laurel. You'll also know him as one of the Keystone Cops. But when he's not in characters, he is Graham Hardy. And we're jo- Graham and I are joined by another young chap called Mick Jasper. And they are here at Ray Green as the um, the Barber and Green Road Repair Potholes of Speciality. We fill, sorry, f- we feel any hole, big or small. Graham, welcome back to the Backseat Driver. Uh, great, uh, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, yeah, it's great to see you again, and uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time to come and have a chat with us. Now, where did this idea come from? Because, I mean, this is another one of your Goodwood personas. Yes, uh, well, this particular um, get-together was uh, a good friend of mine who stood alongside me, uh, Mr Michael Jasper, known to everybody at Goodwood as Mick, the road mender. Um, We got our heads together uh, to come up to Ray Green again. Mr Andrew Waring uh, invited us along. And uh, we said, why don't we do the the Goodwood road menders, um, which Mick has been doing for some 24 years now. And, yeah, it's... uh, it's been uh, been a lot of fun today, and we're grateful that they asked us to come along and do it. Mick, where did the idea come from? Well, it started um, probably at the start of the very first revival, um, when we were asked, uh, could we get involved? And uh, so we decided we'd be road menders, so uh, we started by uh, digging up Goodwood race, uh, racetrack, car racetrack. And how many's in the team? Oh, there's quite a few. There's quite a few now, probably about seven of us doing it. But this is a special team up this end because Mr. Waring wanted somebody special. So we so, so we come up here and have a great time, meet great people. We've done a bit of a survey, didn't we, with the, with the people coming in today and uh, asked them where all the major holes was in this area because we like filling holes. <laughs> And uh, basically, we a place called Peel Peel could it Peel Road. Peel Road, I believe, is the one that seemed to get the most um, remarks, Mark, as regards the um, potholes, the size of the holes, and uh, people complaining about the damage to their vehicles, push bikes, all sorts of complaints. So, yeah, we arranged a meeting with the local council with a bit of luck and uh, bring it to their attention. Now, Graham, how did you get involved with this lot? Oh, well, basically uh, from from Goodwood, really. Uh, as you know, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Mark, my uh, association with Goodwood had various characters over the years, from Stan Laurel, George Formby, uh, Tazio Nuvolari. Yeah, that's how, over the years, I've got to know uh, Mick and the rest of the team um, when, the, when they were road mending at Goodwood. And uh, we've just become friends over the years, and I've... St- stepped in and, and, and helped out with, with Mick and the other boys from time to time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great a great act, a, a lot of fun. People enjoy it, you know, photographs and uh, just harmless banter, really, with, um, with with all the people that come to the shows. It, it goes down really well. And fair play to Mick and the lads who set it up. Uh, I, you know, and thanks for asking me to be part of their team. Now, I keep an eye on your social media. 
your characters are changing. There's more of them. Which is now the most popular? It used to be George Formby. New Valori seems to be doing well, but you seem to be expanding. What else is next? Yeah, I've, I've been invite, asked to do, uh, invited some some different events over the uh, last last time we had an interview. Um, yeah, Salvador Dali, uh, the Spanish artist, is one that's um, had a lot of uh, a lot of attention and tends to go down really well. That Salvador Dali, Tazio Nuvolari at motor and events, um, is 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 still very popular. Um, and, and George Formby, you know, but the the, the new ones that um, have have become uh, in demand, so to speak, um, different events. Salvador Dali, uh, there was an exhibition in London, so I think it was from that that I got the, um, the invited to the events for that particular character. Mick, is there anybody else you do? Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, we've got a lot of history with Goodwood, myself and the family. Um, it's probably over 250 years worth of me and my family over the years has worked for Goodwood. And my father, uh, my father, my great father, going back to looking after Freddie March, now the Duke, and uh, yeah, bas- basically my father painted all the numbers on the racing cars at Goodwood. He did from 1947 to 66. Were so they the only numbers he knew? That's all he did, yeah. He wasn't very good at all, actually. You know, he very good. He couldn't count. So as a child, I used to go to Goodwood. I lived 100 yards away from Goodwood, born there. And, uh, yeah, and used to go to work. with. That's my passion for old cars and bits and pieces. You know, it's, it's wonderful, and it's a wonderful event. But coming away from that to these sort of events with Andrew Waring and that, it's been absolutely superb. And we've made so many friends over, over the years. It's wonderful, yeah. And, of course, every time you get up every morning, you won't know who you're going to be stood next to with Graham, will you? No, never, never. You can't keep up with this guy. He is absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, Mick. And the Barber and Green Road Repairs Potholes Speciality uh, Group. Thanks very much for joining me on Backseat Drivers. Thank you very much, Martin. beaten on price never beaten on service whether it's cars bikes or commercials Hoddy tires are the best in the business and when it comes to tire expertise and advice to supplying the correct tires for your vehicle specific requirements nobody comes close to david lakin and the Hoddy tires team so give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytires.co.uk 